Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast, and this is the Songwriter Personality Series. In this series, Chrissy sits down with some of her favorite songwriters, and they discuss their unique songwriter personalities. If you're interested in taking the Songwriter Personality Test yourself for free, you can do so at chrissynordhoff.com forward slash test. That's chrissynordhoff.com forward slash test. And now, here's today's special episode of the Brave Worship Podcast. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Hey, everybody. It's Chrissy Nordhoff. I'm so excited to be back with you. Um, We are still in the Songwriter Personality Test Series, and... I am so excited to have with me today um, two songwriters that fit into the structure personality type. Um, And so before we begin, I just want to give a quick overview again for those of you that may be listening for the first time. Um, But basically, the songwriter personality test um, is something that I created over the course of many co-writes that helps me to sort of categorize writers and know how people work. And, and not only that, I'm, I'm hoping to learn how I can best work with them in the writing room. So it's my prayer that these things will help you identify who you are as a writer, give you confidence, um, just help you to know that you don't have to bring everything to the writing room. You just bring your strength. And then partnering with other people that have different strengths is really what the body of Christ is all about. So um, today, we're going to focus on the structure personality, and that's in the crafters category. Um, And as we've talked about before, crafters can lean either towards lyrics or music, and we will have one of each of those, I think, today. Um, And the other possible personalities, um, I'll just list those. The other crafters are concept and structure. And then in the lyrics category, we have the content writers. And then to the other side of our diagram, we have the music category, which includes melody, producer track, and chords arranging uh, songwriters. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. We've got with us today Lonnie Crump and Dave Clark. And before we go any farther, I would love for you guys to share... Um, about your songwriting journey, a little bit about your songwriting journey. Okay, 
Lonnie, you want to go? Sure. Um, I'm Lonnie, and I've been writing songs since I was a little child, <laughs> really. Um, more seriously, when I was a teenager, um, I was in a band, and we wrote some songs together, and that was a unique experience, but I had kind of my co-writers set with me all the time, and so we learned how to work together, and um, we all kind of contributed and learned how to write songs that way. But then after um, I moved on from that, I really wrote songs by myself for quite a while until just the past few years where this has become much more of a priority for me. And mm. so um, I've just had to learn what I am good at, just like you just said, and um, what I can offer and what I can bring um, to a co-write. And so I have learned that I am quite um, structure-minded, and I also really enjoy a good melody, and mm. I kind of build from those two things. And you're also one of the small group leaders. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have really enjoyed in the past year just being able to lead a small group for the Worship Songwriter Mentorship. And so um, it is really a joy when we go through the songwriting personality test with all of them for them to realize that they have one piece of the puzzle. Mm. And it's really beautiful to watch how people are starting to connect, especially once they're through the course, even seeing where they could work in that alumni group too. So mm -hmm. it's really cool to see how these graduates are even completing the course and then being able to connect with other writers. So cool. Okay, Dave, we want to hear about you. My name is Dave Clark, and I knew from the time I was a kid I wanted to write and I mm -hmm. left my home in Michigan when I was 17 and I came down here because we didn't have computers back in that day <laughs> and you kind of had to be here mm -hmm. and uh, back in that day there were um, there wasn't much co-writing going on if it was I never heard about it and, mm. and so you had to learn the process uh, where you had to you had to even if your strength wasn't this, you had to do it all because mm -hmm. you, it was just you. And one of the great things about co-writing is that you can find people that have different strengths than you. One, one of the scary parts is that sometimes we can become content to let somebody else bring their strength. And it, and it keeps us from maybe expanding on something that... that we just didn't know as well because we hadn't learned it. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's there's some good and bad. You just have to be careful about it. But uh, uh, when, as you know, I went kicking and screaming into your test. Uh, yeah. It, it took several invitations. I don't know invitations. how long it took me to get you to take that, but I just want the world to know you did it. I did it. <laughs> and I could have saved us both a lot of time. But yeah. if you just asked me, I would have told you I'm, I'm probably a structured writer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... I think you kept having a fear of failing my test, you said, many times. Well, I didn't want you to There's... tell me I wasn't a writer, and then I have to go find something else to do with my agency. No, but tell us just a little bit about what you have done. And one thing I'll brag on you, which we were just talking about with your beautiful wife at lunch today, was that if you get a number one this year, it'll be five consecutive decades that you've had number ones, right? Yes. Yeah. That's pretty wow. amazing. That's Very blessed. Pretty amazing. And what else? What else um, would people um, know about you? Like as far as songs or, um, well, I, you know, you're always going to lose that conversation. <laughs> but uh, yeah. probably some of the most well-known things would be things like uh, 
Strange Way to Save the World is a Christmas song, mm -hmm. or uh, Crucified with Christ, Mercy Came Running, some of those kind of, you know, a lot of the, what we call CCM. Yeah. Uh, I never set out to write that kind of music. Mm -hmm. I just, my natural journey as a lyricist took me into places that if I had relied on my melodies, I never would have gotten any of those cuts. Hmm. At some point, you know, the, the beauty of what you're pointing out is I realize that, boy, lyrics, uh, it's not that they came easier to me. I understood what where the mark was. I understood right. what I was reaching for. Yeah. And so uh, I told somebody the other day, I write a lot with a guy named Don Cook, and I told somebody yeah. the other day, I never knew I was a lyricist until I heard Don Cook's melodies. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and we were just talking a little bit today about um, just the fact that, you know, sometimes depending on the room, you have to shift a little bit. And, you know, maybe you don't always, maybe melody isn't your strength, but maybe there's no piano player and you're the only hope in the room to finish the song. <laughs> we're in deep water. That's, that's not a lot of hope. So, <laughs> when that happens, sometimes you step up to the plate. Sure. But I think... What's awesome is really just identifying. It is a good feeling to know what your what your strength is. You know. I'll say one, one more thing on. on that. I, I don't. I I think the advantage of saying that I lean toward lyrics more mm -hmm. means that um, if there's a problem with a melody or a lyric, I can tell you what's the matter with the lyric. It doesn't mean I can't write melody, or I don't know when I love. I love your line. You know, I love a good melody when I when I hear one. Uh, it's it's not that I don't appreciate one, and I feel like I know one when I hear it. Yeah. But if it's not there, I can't tell you what's wrong with it. That's right. the advantage yeah. of being a lyricist. Yeah, that's good. Yes, and you're probably the opposite, right? Yeah, I can't. I kind of can't move forward in a co-write if I'm not hearing the the melody that carries that good lyric. Interesting. And so I've learned that through co-writing, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known before either. So mm -hmm. it's real interesting. <laughs> Everybody's wired the way they are for a reason, but it sure makes it beautiful, I think, when we all come together. Mm -hmm. So as far as the test itself, I'm going to read just a little bit um, to help people maybe identify if they actually could be possibly a structure writer too. Um, but on the test... You scored the highest on these questions. I'm just going to read them. Um, you view songwriting like a puzzle. Sometimes moving the pieces makes all the difference. You love to organize. Everything must have its place. You notice and suggest switching lines or order of verses so that they make more sense or have more impact. You like to start out with the weaker lines or verses and build to the strongest. You love meter. Syllables of each line need to match exactly or it drives you crazy. <laughs> and then here's the description of structure writers. Structure writers are logical writers. They believe that order, rhyme, and syllable count are imperative for crafting song. They like creativity, but it's more important to them that the lyric makes sense and progresses. Same with melody. And the transitions and sections feel natural. They love patterns, and they love to complete them. Um, what do you guys think about when you hear that back? Does that sound like it describes you or sort of describes you? Or what is your, what's kind of your, your feedback from hearing that? I, I mean, yes, probably describes me. The thing that, that I, I tell young writers is, mm -hmm. you know, all that about syllable count. I'm, I'm probably as hard on that 
is anybody you'll write with, but but I want young writers to learn the importance of it and why it's important. And then if you do it, I'm not saying it has to be done all the time, but know right. why why we started there. Know when you're breaking the rule. Yeah. yeah. And my idea of structure is if I structure it well enough, you'll never notice it was structured. Right. And that's yeah. that's a that's one more, you know, level of, of the discussion mm-hmm. is is if I I remember years ago at Estes Park they had a big competition and and I ran into a lady and I, I still remember her name, but she she was kind of depressed looking. I said, "You okay?" She said, "I didn't make the preliminaries in the competition." And I said, "I'm sorry." And she said, "And I counted every syllable." Hmm. Oh wow! And it was a sad thing of have we put too much emphasis on right. the importance of that? What ask me why I do it, and then hmm. you won't worry about it because it's not that it. It, it, it's that it sings more natural. It's it's mm-hmm. the structure sounds so black and white, and yet there's a real earthy reason why structure is relevant to me. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think exactly what you said is right. Um, that when it's in place in its best form, you don't notice it. Yes. And I think that's the whole point. I yes, think that's exactly. the whole point. It's removing distractions because. Sometimes when you hear a song played back or sung back or you're singing it, you just feel these little bumps, you know, think little distractions. It might be one syllable here. It might be, you know, one note there, even in the melody, and it can throw you, and then it loses your interest or you you have to stop. And yeah. any time you have to stop, I think there's a problem. But I think there's there's several levels of structure, too. You could have all the right. syllables right, but have the stresses on the wrong places. True. And it still sounds unnatural. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about it a lot and kept seeing like a Rubik's Cube and how you can get it, um, you just keep twisting it until it sort of makes sense. And then sometimes mm-hmm. there's that one that's still not right and it'll drive <laughs> you crazy and you have to go back and twist it all again. But I sort of feel like that's a similar way that I view like uh, lines in, mm-hmm. you know, the it's verses, really um, which I don't know that I would have, you know, realized how much of a structure writer I was until someone pointed it out in one of the songs we wrote. Remember when you went and you switched those lines and you made that the second verse Mm. and that made all the difference in the song. And I was like, Oh, you're right. But it was a very, like it needed to happen. Mm. Um, and we didn't naturally come up with it that way, but then when we suggested it, it really tied it all together and made it more powerful. So I thought that was a unique, um, part of the structure right. side but I, I agree mm. I think there's a lot of different layers of structure um, mm. and I I uh, get a little tripped up on the definition of you must and always because yes. I'm like well you can flex a little but generally yes you nailed it that's yes. that's who I am <laughs> so. and, there, and there are worse things right. I could say about me. <laughs> in fact if you're out there and you're not sure if you're a structure writer come to our side oh my goodness that's so funny well um it's it's making me think about this picture and honestly um i'm finishing up this book right now one of the things i put in the book was this poem about this oak tree out front and and basically the overall idea of the poem was um there's so much that happens underground most of the tree what's happening no one ever sees it's it's in the dirt it's hidden and it's dark, and no one ever sees or knows. And that's kind of how I picture structure, too. Yeah. 
It's the stuff no one sees and no one knows or may ever hear about at all. Somebody told me one time it was like the iceberg principle that whatever that number was, there's 70% below the surface from the 30 that shows. Yeah. 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 I may have just made those percentages. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) Great quote. (laughs) We're going to quote you on that for sure. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Now, these are not based on you guys. These... um, Obviously, I did not write these questions around you. I was surprised and found out what you were later. But one of the things that I see as a great strength is that um, structure writers are very consistent in their writings. And their patterns, because of that, are easily followed in congregations when it comes to worship. Right? Yep. Okay. In fact, Um, I'd even re you know, you could interchange those words. He wants to co-write that line. Here it comes. No, no. I, I, I think you can interchange the word structure and consistency. Yeah, that's a good Cause, point. Because cause that is when I, if I were trying to explain what I think of structure. Yeah. And, and in the early days, the reason that whole singable factor made such a difference, I've heard me sing. I'm, I'm not going to get a record deal. <laughs> I'm not very good. I had to rely on a singer learning that song and if the first verse sang different than the second Mm. verse and they wrote it there's no issue right but if they didn't write it i've seen them in the studio swap a song out because they didn't know how to sing the second verse wow so that's when Mm -hmm. it became a reality to me yeah hey this matters Mm. yeah and so when you you know when i I see slides on the screen on sunday when they break the slide Mm-hmm. where the line doesn't break and it's because they couldn't look at it and tell where it was supposed to. Yeah. There, there's so many uh, just natural uh, things where this matters that, that I think we've tossed it to the wind too quickly, hmm. the whole idea of structure. Hmm. So good. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think I also see structure and phrasing, which kind of like ties into what we're talking about right now. Like it it matters to me how the the line sings uh, as a complete thought or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and you know the emphasis, like you were talking about earlier, making sure it kind of all lines up. But I, I um, before I ever heard about this structure personality, I remember someone once sharing that they really focused on phrasing, and I thought that is how I look at it too. It's hmm. like what what um, yeah, lyric plus melody equals a, a solid phrase someone could sing back to you. Right. And in worship songwriting, I mean. That's all you. That, yeah. That's such a, a foundation. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here's the challenge. Uh, see, I, knew, I knew we were being set up. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here's She's the challenge. Challenge us. Um, for structure writers, um, stay open to concepts that may not fit in the box, like not using perfect rhymes, for example, because sometimes irregularities can be awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, I, I, I totally agree. And yeah, and the the older I get, the the more the challenge becomes: can I find the right rhyme rather than the pure one? Yeah. And there are some pretty. Uh, we have a new kids project that just came out, and and I got to use the word locust in the song. <laughs> it was a Bible story about about Pharaoh, wow. and, and it rhymed perfect with. Um, Focus. Focus. Okay. <laughs> but but it's it's fun, you know, to find that that new rhyme and 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 it doesn't have to be pure as long as it sings pure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
But I see so many songs that it's like they don't even, they don't even care. And there's something about a, a natural rhyme that settles on the ear of the listener. You're right about that. And it just lets you, it, it, it drops a guard you didn't even know you had up. It's mm, good. I was just explaining that actually in the mentorship um, group I was doing this weekend where I said I've kind of decided to go with that, that vowel sound. It, yes. If that ending yep. is kind of there, you can get away with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so strong um, more than the perfect rhyme, you know, especially w- when you're searching for that lyric and you just can't crack the code. <laughs> well, what happens sometimes, too, you can almost tell when you listen. Sometimes writers are so bound to the pure rhyme, mm-hmm. they get to the last line of the chorus and they go, and they go through all the rhymes, <laughs> and they don't find one, so they change the whole destination of the song mm-hmm. to fit the rhyme that was... Mm-hmm. Almost there, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've actually noticed this a lot in dialects and mm-hmm. um, accents, too, because I think being from the South... I think certain things rhyme, and when I've written with people from that the is north, true. they do not agree. Careful, don't don't tell me. I, I, I am not. I am, I'm saying that you you hold me in check to things that my ear <laughs> hears as a near rhyme. Yeah, that maybe is not um, universal, yeah. which is interesting. Loretta Lynn had a song, "Coal Miner's Daughter." Yeah, I remember that song. And, and one of my favorite lines in there. Uh, uh, the work we'd done was hard. At night we'd r- sleep because we were tired. Oh, hard and hard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm from Michigan. Yeah. I wouldn't have used yeah. that one, but right. you know what? She's from Butcher Hollow. It worked. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's. <laughs> I guess it worked out okay for her. Huh? I think it's going to. <laughs> I think she did the right thing. <laughs> I think, I think she made the right, right choice. Yeah, that happens a lot in worship, honestly, with the UK accent as well. Oh uh, yeah, like yeah. certain different certain mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Like people from Kentucky? <laughs> that too. The UK, the university. Oh, oh different UK. Uh, right. uh, the overseas one? Yeah, the overseas one. Okay. Yeah, but then I, sometimes when I'm singing those songs, I find like all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I actually have a British accent right now. <laughs> or I need to learn one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I sort of still want to follow pattern. I find myself wanting to still follow pattern as well. Uh, and and it's not even just parts of the country. Um, s- some writers will slip into Old Testament if it helps the rhyme. <laughs> thou hast. <That's> true. Yes. <laughs> oh, thou hast seen it too. It <laughs> is so funny. Well, yeah, and, and that's another thing Another thing about structure. Like, And I like the way Tony says it a lot of times. Who knows? Um, you probably have heard him say this before, but he'll say I don't know if that's in the language of the song. Yeah. And um, that's another way that structure has an impact. It's on which language are you using. Is it more pop style? Are you going for a hymn? Yeah. Um, I think either is great as long as you're Consistent. following the pattern of keeping it. Yeah. And Tony Wood has, has more nice phrases to make you, in other, other words of saying, I don't like what you wrote. He's he got really a, does. Yeah, he's got a bunch of those lines. That, <laughs> yeah, he's really nice about it. <laughs> yes. In fact, I quote, I did quote one of him, one of his recently, and that's, that's, um, that's another one. But yeah, he is really good at that. <laughs> but um, so those are kind of the strengths and challenges. Let's talk a little bit about best case co-write scenario. So. Since structure writers are in the center, in the crafters, um, 
it makes sense that a best case would probably be to have one writer from the lyric category and one from the music category um, in the room. A conflict could possibly be writing with another structure writer. Um, now you guys might be okay because your second gifts both lean the opposite ways. But if your second gift is in the lyric category, you're going to want to co-write with somebody in the music category. And the same is true if your second gift is in the music category, you want to lean back towards the lyric category. So I hope that makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll have, have to you? wait and listen to the podcast and <laughs> sort that, that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because I, I think like I am not as strong on the content lyric side. So if I um, am with someone who can throw out those lines or like even if I stretch myself to be more creative and outside of the box you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. um, a lot more beauty comes out than my logical approach to because sure. my logical structure side will come out lyric if I don't have someone to feed back and forth from. There are even levels of that. I mean, mm -hmm. There's a, you know, Sue Smith. Yeah, I love Sue. Sue and I, everybody we write with says you write just like Sue. Or, you know, you do. She hears the same thing. I think the same thing. But, but. when Sue and I write together, <laughs> there are some structured writers I can write with, and we don't end up with anything that I think would have been any better if we had done it separately. Hmm. Sue's one of those writers that when she and I write together, we end up, even though we have the same way of getting there, yeah. we tend to bring out something better in each of us. That's know, really cool. Yeah. And that's interesting because you don't yeah. find that very mm -hmm. often. I'm curious if she's content or if she's structure. Oh, so you haven't tricked her into taking your test. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not yet. yet. <laughs> Not yet. I have her number if you need it. I would be calling Sue. I am. I'm going to tell her, Dave said, <laughs> you need to take this test. Um, all right. So finally, if somebody's um, wanting to write with you and they've never written with a structure writer before, I have a few things, a few pieces of advice, and I'd like for you to add to that. So Jelly Village. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you have the right food. Um, but they are calmers of chaos. They turn lemons into lemonade. They will see the unexpected and make sure every line is shored up. Um, they love details and don't let that frustrate you. You may be totally fine with the chorus that they are still not sure about. But these are the details that make great songs great. If you let them explore, explore every last question during the write, later your song will be much more polished. Um, so from my perspective, that's kind of what I see. I would love to hear from you. Um, what are the things that, you, that keep you going in a co-write? What are the things that kind of stop your process? <laughs> what are the things that frustrate you? Um, and I'll make notes for myself for later. <laughs> you know, for me, in in the co-writing environment that that we have created, mm -hmm. we weren't handed it; we we defined it. But the thing that scares me so much is we got a ten o'clock, we got a two o'clock, and we got to be done with the ten o'clock song before we leave for lunch, so we can start the two o'clock. Yeah. And and sometimes the casualty of that is a greater song. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the quickest guy in town. In fact, my my thing I struggle with is that I'm the slowest. Hmm. 
but there there are writers that I write with, and and sometimes we'll we'll spend half a day and get one line, but it's a great line, hmm. and and I feel like the uh, sometimes we are so worried about we got to get it done mm-hmm. that uh, what could have been great settles for good, and the marketplace has said it's okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to write those kind of songs. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now that That's resonates really with me a lot because I feel pretty slow in finishing some things. But I've kind of learned that I at least have to bring up the question. Like if it's bothering me, if I can't kind of get around it, I at least have to, you know, be sure. able to be honest enough to say, hey, what about this line? I'm just, here's my thing with it, you know. Yeah. And then sometimes that can help, you know, put my mind at ease about, you know, the things that we have to compromise or at least I brought it up or things like Mm -hmm. that but I do think when I'm in a car ride I am always a little worried if we're moving fast about if I'm driving the other car riders crazy for suggesting so many flips Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'd rather walk all the way around it I know when I end up there it was it was the and even then, you're going to second guess it. The exactly. Next day. Is, it ever, is it ever done? <laughs> no, but, but but one of the attributes also a bit of a structured writer is mm-hmm. they are the ones most often that leave a co-write and tell everybody they're going to work on it a little more at home and, and send them something else the next day. Hmm. Yeah, and I and I can say I I know a lot of times when I've come back to something and something kind of finally set in motion in my brain and people have appreciated it you know because I, I I'm just a big fan of if we can make it better why wouldn't we but I'm not as mm-hmm. much in the you know three hour co-write sessions where I have a little more time um, just on my own to kind of work through some of that and it does help too if you know there's certain writers that you write with a lot uh, like you talk about Tony but mm-hmm. Tony and I if we book something for August or a month out, we'll go ahead and talk about what we're going to work on that day. So mm-hmm. even though we're working on 20 other things in between, that's kind of, so you're not having to come up with the whole thing that day in the room when you got a three-hour yes. window. Yes, that's awesome. Planning ahead. It's good. So um, what advice would you give to somebody that just found out that they're a structure writer um, and they're new to writing, and this is all sort of hearing this conversation for the first time. Um, it's all kind of, you know, all new information for them. What practical advice would you have for them as they're stepping into this whole world? I'd say. Mm-hmm. But the, there, are, there are things that the further you go, it's like somebody coming to town saying, I want to work in the music business. Well, for them that... They have a window of what that means, and it may mean just working for a publishing. And they get around it, and they find out there's 800 jobs in our business that mm-hmm. they were better suited for one than the other. So, mm-hmm. so even going into that, you say, okay, this is a guideline more than a restriction. Mm-hmm. It's a it's yeah. a suggestion. It's a uh, an opportunity. But but if if I had let somebody define me 20 years ago, I would have never gone to college. I would have never dis- Known that I love doing video editing. I, there's so many things I do on an everyday uh, course of the journey that I didn't even know existed back then. Mm-hmm. So yes, take the test, and 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 you'll either talk yourself in or out of it. Do you agree with it? Or do you disagree with it? And I don't think either one of those is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that I've really learned is just, like I said earlier, is just to um, speak up and to be okay to share an idea. And, you know, maybe you're in a room where there's more seasoned writers and you, in your mind, you're thinking, um, oh, I, I that, that bothers me or I wish we could change that, but I shouldn't say that because they're better or whatever. And I think like a lot of times, um, especially if it happens to be a structure piece, just even throwing that out there, a lot of times it's something nobody else is thinking of mm-hmm. because they're not built that way. Right. And so, um, you know, just always being willing to suggest a change and being open-handed with it if that's not important to anybody yeah. else. So. Hmm. That's good. All right. Well, if people want to connect with you guys um, offline, where would they find you? Where would they find out more about what you do and your stuff? DaveClarkWrites.com. Okay. And you have more that you're working on, so be watching yes. for that. But I have a Instagram column that is just to encourage writers. And- hmm Which oh. is pretty good and hilarious. Oh, I have to Some go good quotes follow on that. There. That's good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm on Facebook, Lonnie Crump, mm-hmm. and on Instagram, I'm crumpled up. That's my it. cleverness. I love it. <laughs> Don't I love count it me out as a lyric person. I love it. <laughs> crumpled up. Uh-huh. And also on the Worship Songwriter Mentorship, I'm one of the small group leaders. So if you're interested in learning more, come join me for the next session. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. And um, God bless you both in all your endeavors. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship Conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here, please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus, You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. 
If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.